What do you mean it's not funny? Why is it not funny? Everybody's chanting popcorn. Fart the rock. The rock. The rock knows damn well that Jr. up there, King. They were chanting popcorn fart. Hey, hey, hey! Rock saw Lillian. Hey, how you doing, honey? Oh. Yeah, yeah. You were chanting popcorn fart. Oh yeah. That's real funny, Rock. Real funny. I guess you need to do this kind of stuff to make you feel better about yourself. You see, the last time we saw each other, you were getting your ass kicked all over Madison Square Garden at WrestleMania 20. So you have no right to be making fun of the coach. Wow. Coach laid a little smack down of his own down there, didn't he? That's all cocky and confident. Rock will give it to you. Yeah, Coach, the Rock lost, but really, is, is that is that what you think, Coach? That's exactly it what I think. It doesn't matter what you think. Ah! <laughs> what the? Ah, what? Ah, boy, Eugene. By the way, aside from Mick Foley, you are the only one to ever say The Rock's catchphrases, all right? We got that straight? Yeah, you. Tell you what. Who's your boy standing in the middle of the ring? The Rock! Who? Who? Hold on, it gets better than that, I promise. Who is the people's champ? The Rock! And who is your favorite wrestler of all time? Triple H! What? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 52, part one of the Art Era podcast, the only place where we decipher and dictate the era that rose out of the ashes of attitude and gave us the answer before we found out the question as Rapey Kane finally gets his way. As Michael, it's time to barge towards our next pay-per-view with the first two episodes of Raw and SmackDown in the month between SmackDown's Judgment Day and Raw's Bad Blood of 2004. As always, I'm Dave, and joining me is the reflection of imperfection, Big Sexy himself, joining me via Skype due to isolation times. Michael, good evening. Less of the imperfection, please. <laughs> How are we doing? How's isolation? Good. Uh, we just off the back of what was... All in all, the great mania. Fucking what a spectacle. And I think to be given such a, a fucked up situation like the world is at the minute and to make the best of a bad situation. And I want to see a pay-per-view of cinematic fucking movie set matches going forward. Exactly. Fuck live arenas. We don't need crowds no more. <laughs> Just give me movie sets. Give me WWE the, mo- the movie. Who <laughs> defends his title on the Scottish Moors. <laughs> No, I thought the five five funhouse was brilliant. Like the little throwbacks there, the puppets saying, "Oh, that's such good shit." The SmackDown fist that story. Yeah, man. the NWO throwback. Um, but yeah, shall we have a little quick before we get 
into 2004, shall we have a little bit of a modern day dive into them WrestleMania? So we've run down what we saw over the two nights then, Michael. Sure. Um, so we opened up with Cesaro, right? Maven scale it. So let's, because there's like 150 matches to get through. So let's right. <laughs> Maven scale it. So we opened up on the pre-show of night one. Cesaro defeated Drew Gulak. 2.5 Maven. Okay. Uh, Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross, they defeated the Bukaki Warriors uh, for the Tag Team Championships of SmackDown. Well, they're not Avro and NXT, but they don't defend them anywhere else apart from like SmackDown. It's wherever the challenges and <laughs> are, really, so. it's fucking bullshit. Go back, sort out your division, and come back again because it's terrible at the minute. Two thousand and four SmackDown division. Uh, they don't Avro need a tag, tag division. team. Division. It's just as bad. They need a mid card division. Don't begin. Fuck off. Don't begin. Divas any more titles. They've got enough. They've got fucking three of them as it is, and they fuck them two up as we'll get onto in a second or two at WrestleMania. Um, Elias in what should have been a pre-show match and they snuck it onto the main card uh, defeated uh, Walking out pretty f sound to say the had a Kurt Angle incident yeah very much so but look at Kurt Kurt's like he's laughing it off yeah granted he's still in the wheelchair and he can't wrestle anymore but the, that nasty cut on the back of his head that soon fucked off didn't it yeah um, Becky Lynch in the shocker one of the early shockers of night one she defeated Shayna Baszler for the Raw Women's Championship yeah Shady should use the joke to fuck Wasn't out. expecting that, yeah. yeah. Um, I think the, the women's division is about in the same situation where you've got a couple of big girls in Charlotte and Becky Lynch and then you've got all the mid-carders. And unfortunately, Sasha Bank and Bailey they fall into that as well. You've got all these mid-card divas that would, wouldn't look out of place in a diva search where you've got an opportunity to make two new main eventers in Rhea Ripley and Shayna Baszler. And, ah, I get why they didn't make Charlotte. <laughs> Because it puts a big name on NXT. NXT, yeah, exactly. They're hoping that taking a flare onto NXT, because it's all about the AEW ratings war. Even well, though even though WWE will never talk about it and then never it admit is. it, it's all about that. Do you know what I mean? It's all about that. Um, moving on, Sami Zayn um, with his little cohort. Successful title and, defense. Yeah. Um, I think it's a perfect way to kind of book him as a, I need my pals or I can't win. Uh, perfect heel. Very much like how they book the Miz when the Miz is a heel. Yeah. Like when the Miz is surrounded by people, he's hard as fuck, but when he's on his own, he's very, very vulnerable. And I thought it was perfect booking. And I think, well, forward, I think, I think we're going to get maybe next pay-per-view, uh, Drew has a chance, Gulak has a go against... Um, some could argue Alan in 2004. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, so he needs his crew around him or without that, he's fucked. I was yeah, expecting a Gulak heel turn, but... Um, moving on then, John Morrison defeated Jimmy Uso and Kofi Kingston in a triple threat ladder match for the SmackDown tag titles, which was brilliant. Like, John Morrison was fucking diving all over the show, which I expected him to do. Until the finish for me. Mm. I don't know, I just, the finish could have been booked any other way, apart from all three of them with their hands on and they pushed Morrison off I, and Morrison's got the belts as he falls. I did like it, uh, I gave him the, they stole the victory. So, it builds oh, no, more definitely. Oh, of course, of course, but I, I don't know. I would, I wanted some. You know me, Michael. I always some, want something a bit more. But could we have a tag team other than New Day or Usos? No, because there isn't a tag division. Uh, Mike, we fucked up on the Maven scale. You stopped Maven scaling stuff. You didn't Maven scale Elias or Corbin. What enough? Becky Lynch and Baszler. Two. Uh, Sami Zayn with Cesaro and Funakamura. Against Daniel Bryan with not, not big two. Three, three, three. Three. Uh, Jomo, Jimmy Oose and Kof. 
Three and a half. Okay, moving on to one of my favourite matches. Apart from, if the main event wasn't as good as it was, this was my match of the night. Owens and Rollins, uh, no disqualification after it was about 10 minutes of a normal scrap and then uh, it finished dodge and then, no, let's finish it properly. And Owens is in a shame that man jumping off shit. Um, Five. Is, I thought it was a brilliant spot. Yeah, I thought it was brilliant. Five, maybe. I thought it was great. It should have, that should have been for, over the world title. Yes. Or over the universal title. Not the fucking stupid jobber matches that we had. Like horrible squash matches. Like you knew night one was going to be night two. And if night two's match was on night one, you knew night one's match on night two would just be the same. Yeah. I'd, I like I liked the outcome-ish because we've got mate, we've got permanent guys as champions now. Yeah, which is we've not what got we need. fucking yeah. We need actual pay-per-views build up to storylines around your world champions. Um yeah, night one though finished with Braun beating Goldberg in like two minutes. I'll give that um, three. A three. Oh, I, I would have given it like a point five. I thought that's how he books Roman. <laughs> no, yeah, but of all the moves to give him, and I do believe that a power slam. I don't know. I just feel like I do believe power, that, that. I feel like I buy more into a power bomb or something like I that. I do believe though that was the actual match Roman was supposed to have. Oh, of course, it would have been. It would have been spear, spear, spear. Uh, then, go for the jackhammer. Romans get out and probably hit a Superman, and then spear, 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 victory. I yeah. think it would have been something along them lines. Um, and then night one finishes with the absolute spectacle that Ten. was everything. 50 million mavens. Uh, that We can't call it a buried alive match because of circumstances at the current time. Uh, Boneyard match. Uh, the, the American badass, sort of. Uh, is the only taker to win Alan. a buried alive. Yeah, he's finally... It took him fucking like, 30 20 years. Year. 30 years. It took him long enough. Um, but yeah, but what? That, everything about it was amazing. From the uh, the teleportation at the end yeah. um, to oh, just everything. It was brilliant. The druids. Uh, it was, you, you, the, Going one at a time. I think, like, I'd like to have, have the druids to have been uh, de hooded and maybe have, like, people of Undertaker's past. Big that red would one, pretty cool. Yeah, <laughs> just somebody. Yeah, big yeah, I don't know. I don't know who. Big I boards. think maybe. I think maybe it would have taken away from the the value of the storyline of AJ and Taker. Maybe have. I said we spoke about this off air. I wish Michelle McCall would have been there. Oh, I don't know for what balls, reason, so. but yeah, just she would have been the one to turn it around, or or maybe like Michelle McCall appears, sat when he jumps into the dumper. Do you know, before Undertaker teleports or something. I don't know. But yeah, but absolutely fucking 50 million mavens out of mavens. It was brilliant. Um, so that was night one. Leading on to night two. Uh, it's amazing that Natalia still kind of gets booked. Because, you know, Natalia, she's perfect, right? Yeah. Perfect. If she were anybody else. If she had more charisma. Yeah, technically sound. There's nobody that even comes close. There really isn't. But no, there's just is. something about her. The, the, she's just a dumpy gimmick. I just feel like... I don't, I don't understand why she's still around. I think that's it for me. Like, technically, she's absolutely technically sound. But I don't... I, the time and time and time again, Natalia gets in storylines. And she doesn't get over, but she doesn't get booed. She doesn't get... She's just meh. I think she's just there now as a glorified a enhancement. Yeah, veteran just to put talent over, maybe. Yeah. Uh, and obviously she does that job. Liv Morgan, who's, who's kind of lost now. Uh, she's, yeah, she now victory. she's forgotten that she was having 
lesbian oh, love, Asia Lady Lana. Boom, that's gone, hasn't it? Just bang like that. Since <laughs> Ruby Riot came the back. He's gone. Ruby coming back uh, all of a sudden, she's not lesbian with Lana anymore. <laughs> that's it. Um, so, how many mavens for Liv Morgan and Natalia? Uh, one and a half, two. One and a half, I'd probably get 0.5 again. Uh, <laughs> Charlotte Flair defeats Rhea Ripley for the NXT Women's Championship. In another shocker. Mm, very. What did you make to Charlotte beating Rhea? I thought it was a decent match. I'd give it three Mavens, but... Um, a I three get... Mavens? No, two and a half. I couldn't say it weren't that good. It were all right. If Rhea Ripley would have won. See, yeah, for me... But I, I get why. I get, yeah. To put a big I, I name on NXT. It's, it's having a big name on NXT, of course. AEW ratings, bro. Uh, of course it is, because AEW matters. But also... If you're trying to create new women stars, Rhea Ripley is a beast. Especially how they built her in the promo packages when yeah. she first came on and the Mae Young Classic, everyone was saying Ashley Charlotte Flair and stuff like that. If you're building her as a... And Ashley's like a female Pete Dunne. She's a beast. <laughs> she should have gone over. I'm sorry. You could you could have a return match on NXT, uh, make it a 30-minute fucking Iron Man or something, and then have Charlotte go over because that'll get your ratings as well. Yeah. So, I don't know. Um, moving on, in another pre-show match that made the main event, uh, Alistair Black defeated Bobby Lashley. Um, at seven minutes, it was given quite a long time. Yeah, with about seven seconds build. Yeah. <laughs> uh, how many Mavens? One and a half. One and a half. I'd say you're point five again. That'd uh, be my, nice. In my favourite match, if we ignore the uh, cinematic stuff the whole entire weekend... Otis defeated Dolph Ziggler uh, and everything. GTV prevailed. Um, Mandy Rose, she helped. Her, she comes out, she helps Otis. Otis walks away with his girl. It's a bit weird seeing him kiss. Um, but yeah. Go on, Otis. I, I abso absolutely. WWE you, is You stopped that butted. WWE. <laughs> uh, yeah, for those that don't know, Mike got called out and called a butted by Dolph Ziggler on Twitter, which is quite funny over, over the WrestleMania weekend. Um, but yeah, this, the uh, WWE is very much like the soaps in England where the ugly fat guy can always get the hot woman. Of course. Always. Of course. Always. Um, how many Mavens for Otis? Three. I'd, I'd go three as well. I enjoyed that one. But, uh, don't you think Dolph Ziggler and Sonya... They're, they're like... It's rich version uh, of Triple H in China. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's a second-rate Billy Gunn in China. <laughs> uh, <laughs> terrible. But i tell you something, though. Sonya Deville is hot stuff. Over recent times, I don't know what it is, This how they're kind of dressing her. Um, she, she's looking a lot more woman. She's looking a lot more diva-y, manager -y than she were when she was wrestling a lot more, when she's a bit more MMA, Street Fighter-esque. Well, it's different, a different gimmick, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Um... Edge, in, in a match that we're quite, uh, we, we've got split opinions on, haven't we, really? I love that. Um, Edge and Randy Orton. Uh, fucking Trying to kill each other. Seventh for seven hours. 30, 35, 36 minutes, something along something those like lines. Something like that, yeah. But I a think, long time. It, in my opinion, one of the, probably the best ladder match, uh, last man's ladder match. <laughs> <laughs> ladder match? Last man standing matches. Last man's, one of the best last man standing matches I've ever seen. Do you know it was the longest WrestleMania match in history that wasn't an Iron Man? Nice. No, I didn't know that. I don't know if that's right or not. I saw that on the internet earlier, so you got to believe fucking Jimmy J. Bob from Wisconsin or someone who posted it. <laughs> or was he being facetious like you? No, no, I, no, I believe it might have been a... Joe, it could have even been a fucking direct Dirty Dave quote. Could have been. I'm not sure. 
Uh, but yeah, if it is, it was a long. Ma- I think I enjoyed. But it was a beautiful it was, story being told. Oh, of course, it was a proper blood feud. That was for sure. Uh, there were a couple of moments that made me go, Ugh! like when they did the Chris Benoit spot. <laughs> yeah. Why would you want to do that? <laughs> um, but the, but the, I loved I loved Edge's intensity when he did the concerto on the top of yes. Kablamo before he hit it. Um, oh, it was it was great. But I think going forward from here. Uh, what do we do with Edge? Now, where does he go? Does is it Take that off Drew. Oh, what, in a Scottish Highlanders match? Yes. <laughs> if, you don't, um, if you don't get that joke, he was in Highlander. <laughs> uh, they're moving on then during the... Oh, how many Mavens then for Edge and Randy? Uh, five. I get three. Three. Solid, a solid three. Just went on for a little bit too long. It kind of it lost my attention when they were just scrapping for no reason. It wasn't the scrapping bit. It was the scrap for two minutes, spend five minutes going... Oh, you've got to make some kind of noise with no crowd. sound eh? effects. Well, well I, I took an idea from a kid on YouTube and I started playing wrestling sound effects in the background. It didn't really help. Um, the Street Profits, Angelo and Montez, uh, they defeated Angel Garza and Austin Theory with Zelina Vega um, for the Raw Tag Team Championships. How many Mavens for the tag match? See, the fact that you've got two jobbers going against the tag champs brings the score down to 2.5. One Maven. I'll give it one and a half. One and a half. Two. Um, fa- <laughs> Fatal five-way elimination match for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Bailey defeated Lacey Evans, Naomi, Sasha Banks, and Tamina, the veteran. The veteran Tamina. That's what they kept calling her, the veteran Tamina. Nope, the veteran Tamina is a word for shite. <laughs> Bless her. She tries, but she's fucking terrible. Terrible. She's got Nia Jax syndrome. Or Nia Jax, Jax has, got, Tamina has syndrome. got Tamina syndrome. They both have Bull Nakano syndrome. Not Bull Nakano, wrong one. Birth of Fear. Yeah. Birth of Fear syndrome. Big women find it, I don't know, awkward to move quickly around the ring. Yeah, because you don't see that very with agile. big guys. No, but if you look at your big guys that could move, like your Bam Bam Bigelows, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like Kevin Owens. Because Kevin Owens ain't a small Joe? guy. So I would Joe. But then you get the female equivalent. Your Nia Jaxes, your Taminas. And they're just, they're awkward. You've got to run into them. They will never run into you. Uh, so how many, uh, what, how many Mavens for Bailey, uh, Lacey, Naomi, Sasha and Tamina? Nah, nah. Three and a half. It would have been four if when uh, Sasha gives Bailey a title, the lights uh, dark down around, everything around Bailey's like in darkness. So shadow, then, Sasha's now and, in Bailey's shadow. Oh, she should have jumped okay, her yeah. right then. See, well, I, I thought we were going to get a face turn, but what's the point having a face turn when there's no live crowd? Yeah. I think that was the only reasoning in my mind that I could think why, do you know what I mean? Could t- if that was a live crowd, that could have been like Sasha Banks' face turn of the big pop and she wins a title and she's the new face on SmackDown. But when you've not got the live crowd there to soak in the emotion and stuff like that, I think that's the reason why they probably didn't go with anything like that. But I did quite enjoy it. As women's matches go, it wasn't the worst. I think it was better than the uh, six pack they had at the f- during the first part of this brand split. Yeah, 
Um, I think the what I, what helped this and what helps a lot with these multi-person matches is the elimination aspect. Yeah. So you can get certain little angles that play out. So like in this one, the angle that played out was the two-on-one from Bailey and Sasha, other role models, onto everybody else. And then oh, the it, are they going to break down? Is it going to break down? Do you know what I mean? Are they going to start scrapping? Um, but no, it was all right. It wasn't all right. It was all right. Now, speaking of all right, Firefly Funhouse, FFH, The Fiend, Bray Wyatt, defeats John Cena. I, I, I presume he defeats him. Um, in about 15 minutes of fucking pure joy from NWO to the puppet saying, that's good shit, um, to the, the fist, to the throwback to John Cena and Kurt Angle to oh, it was fucking amazing. What did we rate Taker AJ? Uh, fifty million. Fifty million for this one as well. <laughs> <laughs> it was absolutely brilliant. Um, I'd, yeah, I'd, I thoroughly enjoyed. I thoroughly enjoyed the match, um, the the storytelling, just everything. Like when Cena came out as the NWO, uh, it was everything like about the minute, is perfect. It was like the minute he went through that door, when the puppet was saying "Go through the door," Bray's gone that way. It was like it turned into Bray suddenly controlled him. And did you notice that we had a little picture of CM Punk in there? We did. Did you notice that we also had a little picture of Luke, of Luke Harper in there? We did. <laughs> Those little, I just told you, them little things like that. I love it. Abs absolutely love and it. And Little things like that. And Jericho's in there. Um, but yeah, uh, that I thought that was on par with the different feel. Because this, you got a nostalgic, and it made me laugh. Like when the puppet dropped the Vince line, that made me fucking howl. It's good Where shit. If you compare it to the cinematic. Uh, kind of delivery that AJ and Taker gave you, you that was still the same type of match on location but such a different presentation and you got different emotions that you went through while watching the matches I thought it was absolutely brilliant fucking brilliant and even on to our main event it was fucking terrible but we got the result that we all all wanted make way for three British world champion one two three Drew McIntyre congratulations from the Era podcast, the first British World Heavyweight Champion. You're the Andy Murray of professional wrestling. No, I like Drew. Yeah, I like Drew. I like Andy Murray. And it, but when he loses, you're a stupid Scottish bastard. But when you win, it's God bless Britain. <laughs> so how many mavens for um, Drew against Brock? So it's only the fact that it's now the first British champion that gives it the score. Give it four. Yeah. Four. Ooh, I go five mavens out of five mavens, uh, purely for the result, because they could they could have easily. You know what they're like. Vince is a cunt for yeah. this. They could have he easily gone Brock. with Brock going over and Brock going for another six months and burying Drew, and that's it. But yeah, overall, so then Michael, before we get on to two thousand and four, if WrestleMania thirty six part one and part two was a tag team of the RE era. Who would it be? The world's greatest tag team. Yeah, nice. Nice. Anyway, shall we... Uh, that was a nice 20 minutes, but shall we get on to 2004? I think we should. Look at momentum. This should be in here. And oh, Trish, desperately fighting to get the shoulders off the canvas. Oh, come on, Trish. Arm ringer. 
to the side, rushing leg sweep, floats over, getting combination. Fred finds the leg, but again, somehow, Trish able to find a way off the canvas. Trish is a tough little flower, isn't she? Trish, oh, Trish doesn't want to stay on her back tonight. What's the fake coming up? No. There it is. It's over. Oh, no. He just got it here. Oh, no. Well, no, she doesn't. And Trish is shocked as we are that she was able to kick out, I think. Oh, the angel. Somehow she pulled it out. Come on, Trish. Trish on her last legs here. Lita. Uh-oh. Lita. you I didn't mean to distract you I don't mean to cause you any harm I just want an answer yes or no and I want your answer tonight and you had better pray it's the right one <laughs> What the hell? answer about JR? What's the, what's the question? And why tonight? So, Michael, then it is the 17th of May, 2004. It's time for Monday Night Raw. Um, the last time we were here, uh, we have new tag team champions. We do. Eugene got a win. Kane's gone a bit rapey. And uh, HBK and Triple H won't stop fucking fighting each other. And that'll become even more serious <laughs> next, next week. <laughs> Um, so we are live from San Diego, California, as always, joined by JR and the King. Uh, JR pipes in, are you ready to get raw? And it's just it's the way he says it. It's like, JR, no, not oh, in the he's about, slightest. He's about to in a minute. Our opening match is Bochita versus Trish Stratus. And uh, Bochita in Bret Hart colours tonight. Was she? Yeah, she wore the pink and black attack. I noticed Trish looked a bit more inflated than usual. Actually, I can't say I did. <laughs> Michael, stop fucking body shaming. Um, a twist of fate from <laughs> a twist of fate from Lita got a two. But then, how do you know, Michael, that someone's about to appear on the video screen? Good old Kevin Dunn. <laughs> Speaking of Kevin Dunn, I know we've stopped talking about last night's WrestleMania in the night before, but fucking hell, about 70 gazillion camera cuts per yeah, episode. He, f- he, had a f- he has a field day when it's, when it's pre-recorded, doesn't he? It, when he's got hell. time to mess about. So, Big Dad Glenn, he appears on the screen and it's uh, looking like he's just going to have a bath. I think he's just been on stay-at-home hub. <laughs> Someone's a little bit sweaty and excited. And tonight he wants an answer. But what's the question? No one knows. And Lita turns around like the dumb fuck that she is, gets rolled up after a distraction. Um, for, for me, Opportunity 0.5, arose. 0.5 Mavens. We don't do this for Raw and SmackDown. <laughs> I have for every match. <laughs> <laughs> 0.5. Uh, so yeah, 
what do you reckon? Divas opening the show. Uh, not just any divas. Divas that in 2020, you know, are remembered of divas of the fucking yeah. decade. Divas of the fucking century. Divas of the millennium. Trish Stratus and, and fucking Bochita. What do you make? Opening opening match. Are you excited? Has Raw got you hyped? Is Eddie Guerrero okay? <laughs> uh, well, th- this is the issue that I get in a little bit later with this, this episode. Oh, um, yes, me too. We get... Every SmackDown and every Raw throughout this block, we get Raw rebounds and SmackDown throwbacks and all that jazz. But this one episode of Raw, the first episode of WWE produced TV, after a WWE produced pay-per-view, granted it wasn't Raw's, they don't mention it once. Really? Not once. Looks we get a Raw replay, don't we? Yeah. It's fucking bullshit. Uh, Randy Orton, he comes out to join us. Uh, he has some words about evolution, but Shelton Benjamin interrupts and he challenges him to a title match at some point in the future. Uh, sign of the night, Michael. I don't know if you saw it. Somebody had a Grandmaster Sexy sign that they were holding upside down. <laughs> did you see uh, one from Titus O'Neil? Well, that's all for millions of dollars. <laughs> Randy Orton, he refuses the uh, challenge from Shelton and he tells him to stop being too uppity and he says the problem with you people uh, that yep. he wouldn't want to soil the title. Now, is this like when you order Triple H from B- versus Booker T off Wish? Yeah, it, it <laughs> uh, literally is. And Shelton with, I hope it's his new catchphrase that he's going to try and get over. If you won't put up, try getting up. <laughs> and then he punches Orton. That's main event right there, Shelton, lad. Main event. Um, so they have a bit of a scrap. Orton fucks us as per. We go backstage. An evolution vowed to win all the gold starting tonight when Batista and Orton bring tag team gold to evolution. The titles so that, that should the tag team that should be going for the titles. Poor Ric Flair, he's just stood there smiling, nodding, agreeing. You're not even good enough to challenge for tag belts no more, Flair. And then all Ric Flair has to say is Triple H is forever, brother. Woo! Woo! It's that. Oh, poor Rick. Poor Rick. Uh, we see Eugene and Regal uh, with a beautiful got your nose. Now, very good. Give it back, little bastard. <laughs> Young Master Eugene, what a wonderful week you've had. I mean, your very first match on Monday Night Raw, and you win. You win. <laughs> I got your nose. <laughs> very good. Can I have it back? <laughs> now, Do I get another one? Look. Don't get too excited. I mean, you can't expect your Uncle Eric to, to just get you a match here tonight on Monday Night Raw. I mean, you just... Ah, Uncle Eric! Ah, a match tonight, please. Hello, Eugene. Congratulations on your big win last week. I'm so proud of you. Mr. Regal, can I have a word with you? Yes, certainly. Look, Mr. Bischoff, I know I didn't fulfill my duties last week, but I tried my hardest to sabotage the match. Don't worry about it, Mr. Rigo. Besides, I think we're approaching this whole Eugene situation all wrong anyway. See, if we're going to break Eugene, we're not going to do it physically. We're going to do it mentally. You know, humiliating. Embarrassing. Show him for what he truly is. Eugene, he sees Uncle Eric approaching <laughs> and he gets all like like a kid who wants a sweet. He's like, can I have a match tonight, please? <laughs> it's fucking brilliant. 
And then Regal and Bischoff, they bugger off for a chat. And uh, Eugene starts playing about with whatever props are around. His juggling skills are on point. But then he's more concerned of playing about with a fire extinguisher. As Bischoff, he wants Eugene to come out tonight for an interview. Um, on his own, no Regal, no backup. Sounds like he's going to get his ass kicked. You can tell Vince McMahon thinks that special needs means laughing stuck. Absolutely. Special needs and black people. That's that. It's like we've gone back to 2003. Just we've added special needs. Um, we see highlights of Sean getting suspended last week, and JR comments how we've not seen HBK since. And he won't be in the battle world tonight, but you know who is? Who? Maven. Maven, baby. I know. How do you guess? Entrance. I love the match graphic that they do. Where it's it is the it's like the old school ruthless aggression match draft graphic where everyone's kind of wrestling for a second then hold your pose yep. where you get the whole thing with twenty of them all at once doing a bit of jazz and then holding the pose uh, it's fucking genius. Uh, up next, Kane versus buy some weed even though he's a prick. Val Venus. You really wanted a lot. Um, Jerry Lawler with a beautiful segue into selling some shit. He says, are you telling me that Val demanded this match? I don't believe it. But what I do believe is that Subway presents bad blood. <laughs> and it's like, go on, Lola. He knows how to work it. Fine-tuned. He knows how to work it to sell some Subway. Um, I love how when Val got in the ring, Kane just mouthed, you stupid son of a bitch. And Kane gets the victory by a chokeslam in about a minute. Um, uh, get... One Maven. One Maven, yeah. It was... It was a 0.5, but for Kane's you stupid son of a bitch, it made it a one maven. But Matt Hardy does a sneak attack. Um, he, a clotheslines him out, finally showing a bit of aggression. Kane's been fucking trying to rape his bitch for the last couple yeah. of weeks. Even though Grabs the Smackdown chair the as well, if you notice. <laughs> yeah, I did. Um, and gets killed with it. Because uh, like any face in wrestling, you go for a weapon, nine times out of ten, you're going to get killed with it. Uh, it gets killed with it. Um, JR calls it deplorable, even though Matt started it and he, Matt brought the chair into the ring. Um, but Lita runs out and she gives Kane what he wants in exchange for him fucking off. Uh, but the question, Michael, what does he want? We don't know. I've got to say, if there's one thing this journey showed me so far, it's that broken Matt makes a lot of fucking sense. <laughs> well, this breaks him, surely. Surely the whole 2005 edge Lita shtick is it 2005 yeah. isn't it was it 2004 even whatever yeah um, that fucking must break him beyond because his YouTube videos I always remember at the time were mental Michael did you see the hurricane tell you to cash your vote <laughs> yes I did <laughs> what the I'm fuck not, I'm not 100% on American politics but I'm pretty sure that most of those superstars aren't Republicans because that Republicans like American Tories I was uncomfortable seeing paley-faced Hurricane with his green hair, looking like some fucking 90s punk guy. Three-cat reunion. <laughs> what, just him on his own? Yeah. <laughs> him and the voters. I love when he said, when I was younger, I thought my vote didn't matter. But remember, 99 cents don't make a dollar. You be that one cent, you cast your vote. Hey, that's a fucking gimmick if I've ever seen one. Michael, Raw Tag Titles time. Benoit, Edge, Orton, Batista. Um, Orton tries the RKO, but Benoit reverses into a crossface in around 17 minutes to it will retain in around three Maven solid match. Uh, give it three, three and a half Maven. There's a couple of points on the commentary. Uh, JR said, "Is it ironic how last week we had Randy Orton versus Edge? Is it that ironic?" What's the irony about it? But yeah, that's I, I thought about that, especially when they showed you the um, what happened last week. 
Uh, and you saw like Edge and Randy Orton, it's like, ah, oh, bless. Like, I would have loved to have seen Edge and Randy Orton five years ago. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, Edge and Randy Orton, when, when RKO split up, that was fun. But I would have liked to have seen this match then. Oh, the, the last man standing blood, piss, fucking all that, five, ten years ago, would have been amazing. Absolutely. Um, we see William Regal. He sends Eugene off to his doom, but tells him to stand up and be a man no matter what. And I absolutely fucking pissed myself, Michael, when Eugene Regal said, are you ready? And Eugene went, don't ready, me follow Sarsatino Santana. <laughs> I love the dirty little mark that is Eugene. And it is interview time. Todd Grisham brings out Eugene to his real theme. Did you notice, Michael, that we've got some real Eugene music? Did. But did you notice a side of the crowd? I the didn't. Network, it was at uh, 53 minutes, 28 seconds. It said, retard strength. It was right <laughs> above. The camera's pointed right above Eugene's head. Holy, you can't say that. <laughs> Holy shit. Um, here comes CC, otherwise known as Coach Cunt. Uh, he berates Eugene, calls him the laughing stock of the show, insults his manhood, uh, generally acts like a dick and a prick to Eugene. Uh, the, the exact reason why is Coach Cunt. Um, a tearful Eugene, he looks to go and walk away. But if you smell... What films are promoting? I don't know, but The Rock is here. And he'll, the, you know, the, the minute that I saw The Rock, I was like, right, coach, this Rock's going to teach you how to talk trash and how to diss and how to berate somebody on live TV. Um, it, was, it was brilliant. Um, apparently, The Rock, he says he's a big fan of Eugene. Uh, the Rock leads us in, uh, in chants of screw the coach. Uh, the Rock offers his friendship to Eugene. And coach, more importantly, is a popcorn fart. Of all the words to get. <laughs> popcorn fart imagine if that would have been Twitter and stuff in 2004 that would have oh, been yeah. trending for fucking hours um, Eugene I love how he got to use the it doesn't matter on coach when the coach is like is that what you think coach Eugene, it doesn't matter what you think hey! and then we got the greatest moment who's Eugene's boy The Rock who's the people's champ The Rock who's Eugene's favourite wrestler of all the time Triple H Triple H <laughs> fucking he knows brilliant. what's up it was brilliant. Um, coach is pissing himself. Rock says, What are you laughing at, Coach? I'll come over there and slap the lips right off your face. And the Rock pulls Eugene to one side. What do you like Triple H for? Eugene's like, We both like to play games. Um, so the Rock says, As we all like to play games, let's play a game tonight. And this is going to be decided by a round of applause. Should we play checkers? And then somebody in the crowd must have shouted. It wasn't picked up off the camera, but Rock heard it about screw the coach. So yeah. the Rock says, No, we don't want to see a screw the coach game. <laughs> um, it's someone he suggests dodgeball which again doesn't get a clap how about a game of Eugene whooping CC's ass all over San Diego absolutely fucking brilliant spot spoiled by Garrison Kidd coming out but we got a bit of fun at the end Eugene the Rock going to town and Eugene even delivers the people's elbow onto the coach absolutely fucking brilliant that is how you make a star out of Eugene the ultimate rub 50 million mavens it was brilliant brilliant beautiful moment and surprise, I I forgot we'd see The Rock on the barge. Oh, and it was 2004, but I, didn't know, I thought it was later on in the year. Well, we said at Mania, didn't we? Though I'm sure we saw him at some point with Eugene. But when? I didn't realise it'd be so soon. No, I thought it was end of year. But they are pushing, pushing Eugene to the moon. 
Like, could you imagine if this would have been uh, a Shelton Benjamin promo with Triple H and The Rock comes out to buddy up with Shelton? Oh, no. That would be perfect. Fucking Eugene getting the rub over everyone. And it, even, he, it only gets better going forward. Because Rock will still have beef evolution. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So it would have been perfect. But I think maybe this was more used as a humorous way of The Rock coming back to say hi than it was The Rock coming back and getting involved in some knit and greedy evolution Shelton Benjamin proper wrestling. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? This is The Rock and Eugene battering the coach, not The Rock and Shelton getting battered by evolution. But swings and roundabouts. Michael, main event time. 20 man. Number one contender, Battle Royal for the World Heavyweight Championship opportunity at Bad Blood. We've got Triple H, Main Event Maven, Big Dead Red, Randy Orton, Edge, Y2J, Christian, Batista, Stephen Richards, Hurricane, Rosie, Rhino, Ric Flair, Matt Hardy, Shelton Benjamin, Johnny Nitro, Val Venus, Garrison Cade, The Bellends. And according to WB.com, Matt Hardy and Christian are both gone due to injury, so it's really just 18. See, I knew Matt Hardy had been taken out because the attack earlier tonight. Not one did anyone mention why Christian wasn't there. Did you notice how, as well that Orton's changed? So he was in blue trunks in the tag title match. Ah, no, I didn't. And now he's in orange. No, I didn't. But I must say, I do like Orton's orange trunks. I like it. I like the purple ones he wears, and I like the orange ones he wears. I just think it—it's not main event yet because when you main event, you just wear black or dark blue. Yeah, and that's it. No other color. <laughs> but when you're still on the precipice, you can still have wild colors without your oranges. And or your mania. Or mania, because at WrestleMania, everyone's allowed to go wild with the colors. Triple H is going to win this damn thing after all. And rightfully 
So the battle all comes down to Triple H versus Kane. Um, and yes, Shawn Michaels runs in, like JR said. We've not seen him since he got suspended. He runs in, destroys Triple H, dumping him over at about 20 minutes to give Kane, Kane, Big Dead Red, Big Dead County Glen, the fucking world title shot. Of the uh, pff, What? What? Explain it to me, Michael. Kane's been dead for like months now as a main eventer. Yep. It would have been a perfect yes. time to elevate somebody uh, before Benoit Edge. goes and loses the title back to probably Triple H or obviously he goes on to lose it to Orton but like Edge because the story's know, there just yeah anybody else but Big Dead Glenn your story's there I don't understand with Edge I don't understand uh, how many mavens for the Battle Royal Michael because we didn't get uh, rarely hardly any eliminations during the breaks because <laughs> they're not because they're not divas because <laughs> it's got the main event um yeah but yeah i'd probably say a three uh no what the fuck i'd probably say a one and a half because of the finish it had maven it had it gets a one because of maven <laughs> battle royals and i can take them and leave them uh but yeah big dead red in the uh main event of bad blood against benoit that's going to be an half an hour technical masterclass in it cannot wait where Big Dead Red, or... Big, Big Dead Red's in a rapey storyline with fucking Matt Hardy and Lita. It's just none of it makes sense. Um, so Michael, is this now going to put Matt Hardy in the main event. Oh, I fucking hope so, Michael. Overall, then for Raw, I give it, I give it a two and a half slash three mavens. Same. Are you ready for some smack of the down? As we start the fallout from Judgment Day and lead on to the Great American Bash. Live from Vegas, ready for some SmackDown live? slot machines. Live? SmackDown is certainly not live in 2004. No, Holmes, you kind of left empty-handed. But I didn't. See, when I was in the back, I kind of wanted a souvenir to remind me of the day. But what? So I stole a little bit of a souvenir. That's your hat. What he'd had. Look at the stitches in the, the forehead of Eddie Guerrero. Humongous move. Your hat, my blood holds. I guess this belongs to me, SA. So I can do with your hat. Whatever the hell I want to. I got a little itch. Orale, mamacita! 
JBL, you know what, Holmes? I'm feeling so good. I'm going to give you a little stock tip. I said, you should invest. I want you to hear this very good now. Go do your investments. Go place your investments on a lot of bandages and a lot of hospital gowns, Holmes, because you're going to need it after tonight. Tonight? I'm not going to be satisfied until I beat you one, two, three in this ring, S.A. Let's cut the talk and let's walk the walk, Holmes. Get your side out here right now. And let's get down, cause I'm gonna kick your ass in right here, right now, tonight in Las Vegas. Orale! I can't believe Eddie Guerrero is called out, Bradshaw. I, I don't, I, I don't think this is smart, in my opinion here, Cole. The condition. Uh -oh. Wait a minute. Well, asking you shall receive. Here comes the limo and the horns. And look at the look on the face of Eddie Guerrero. And there's JBL, John Bachelor, Layfield. Minus his hat, unfortunately, that Guerrero stole. Guerrero didn't steal it. Guerrero said, your hat, my blood. Well, you can buy lots of hats. Look, Bachelor's loaded, Cole. And look at the bandages. Bradshaw, he's, he suffered a massive amount of blood loss as well on Sunday. And I think Eddie Come got the worst of it. It's bad business to stay up there, S.A. Come on. So let me get this straight, Eddie. You want to match with me again tonight? And you want to put that title on the line tonight, right here, right now? Are you deaf? Did you get too much blood in your ears, Holmes? Yeah, you know what I said, I said. Come on. I got one easy answer for you, Eddie. No. Oh, come on, Bradshaw. You don't get it, do you, you thick-headed idiot? I guaranteed last week that I would beat you at Judgment Day. And just like I always do, Eddie, I delivered. The record books will forever be etched in stone that on May 16th, 2004, Staples Center, Judgment Day, John Bradshaw Layfield beat you, Eddie Guerrero. I beat you, Eddie. I put you in the hospital. So, Michael, it is the 20th of May, 2004. We are not live from Las Vegas, Nevada. <laughs> Your host, as always, are Michael Cole and Taz. Eddie Guerrero opens the show amazingly walking after his motor-level blade job on the pay-per-view last night. Um, did last... you notice that... Uh, sorry, did you notice he went to a hospital instead of a medical facility? <laughs> medical... Because medical facilities, they don't, they don't treat... Blood transfusions. Actual fucking injuries, <laughs> yeah. They, they only treat... Like, wrestling injuries. This was... Eddie Guerrero nearly fucking died. Yeah, he had to go straight to A&E. Straight we'll to A&E. We'll get on to this a bit later. 
<laughs> um, Eddie, he's stolen Bradshaw's bloodied hat after the pay-per-view and he wants to pin him to end the feud tonight. How bad, Michael, is that cut? That is... It's hard to see. It's a horrible fucking nasty... It's one of them where I'm surprised it didn't leave him with a gnarly fucking scar for like for a long time because mm-hmm. I, it's not one of them where you see one of Eddie's later matches and he's not got this standout big line running across his forehead, which you'd imagine how nasty that cut looks and especially with how deep it was. Um, you'd imagine that... It, it would have it, left WWE, a bit of a scar. The doctors at the medical facility have done a great job. <laughs> Um, JBL, he comes out and doesn't want to risk fighting old loose cannon Eddie Guerrero. Um, he wants what's rightly as though the world title, and Eddie goes to hand it to JBL. He's going to give him what he deserves. But then Kurt Angle's music stops, and, Ang- and Eddie Guerrero stops. Now, my argument is, why would Angle's music make Eddie stop charging at JBL? Wrestling. Because wrestling, that is the answer I was looking for. But it all ends with a six-man declared for tonight. Uh, Bradshaw and the Duds versus Eddie and 420. Excited? They're only Which, six people that we have in the These main six event. are your main eventers. Yeah, but these six are open the card. These six are mid-carders, apart from Eddie. Uh, what is wrong with SmackDown at the minute? <laughs> Speaking of what is wrong with SmackDown, what about what is right with SmackDown? And that's your tag team champions, Charlie Hass and Rico versus Miss, the Miss FBI. Jackie. Um, Miss Jackie, she trips Nunzio up. Rico adds a kiss. Hass finishes him with a lovely German to hold for the pin in about two, two and a half mavens. Thoroughly the, enjoyable. The arch of that German was actually perfect. Because fucking Charlie Hass is amazing. And I just think the gimmick, I'm starting to love it more and more. I'm loving how more Charlie's getting relaxed with it. Um, yeah, just... He gets very it. relaxed next episode. Well, he certainly does. Um... Michael, what, uh, how many mavens for Charlie House and Rico are champions against the Fibbers? Fibbers. <laughs> <laughs> Just for the Fibbers. Do you say the Fibbers? <laughs> uh, two maven. Was it was it your favourite um, variation of the Fibbers, or do you have a variation a favourite variation of the Fibbers? <laughs> I like. I'm like. I prefer Johnny and Chuck with Nunzio on the outside. Yeah. Is the manager is not. Is shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, How was the cruiserweight champion? Well, because fucking right. Like, speaking of the cruiserweight, fucking great segue, Michael. Uh, we see Los Chavos having a bit of uh, tag team dissension. What we always love on the RA era. Um, as Chavo Classic thinks he can still go, but Chavo Junior thinks that he's the best Guerrero. As tonight, we've got cruiser action as Los Chavos are fighting Spike in a triple threat match for the cruiserweight championship. And Gigi's going to take Chavo to the woodshed. <laughs> we all know about that, Papa Rag. Uh, we see, Michael, I don't know if you noticed them, four blondes that must have been plants yeah. behind Cole and Taz. Why? Why are they there? I'm hoping you could tell me that. I have no idea. It's Smackdown like, Divas action. You're the, uh, the colour commentator for Smackdown Divas action. I've not, I don't know, probably Diva Search contestants. Ah, well, we'll get onto that in a short period of time. The ugly bastards that Vince hired for the Diva Search announcement. Up next, Billy Kidman versus Akio. That's supposed to be next, but Mordecai comes out making his full entrance and everything and destroys them both. So, Michael, before I hear your thoughts on Big Mords, the Cruiserweight title is being decided tonight between a dad, a son, and Spike. And Mm -hmm. it's just on the back of being fought out over between a dad, a son, and a bird, where you've got cruiserweights like Akio and Billy Kidman, who this is what they're doing tonight. 
they're getting an ass whooping by big mods. And what an ass whooping. It'll just bite next week. Akio still feels it next week. Akio and Kidman set for action. This should, wait a minute. What the? Oh, no. What is it? I'll tell you what it is. It's Mordecai. The man who made his debut at Judgment Day, destroying Scotty too. Hottie, and Scotty's not here tonight. The heavens have been ripped open, Cole. Here comes the pale rider. Scotty. Oh! Mordecai saying at one time that he will trample underfoot the evildoers, the wicked, and the profane. Refers to himself as the right hand of the father. Wow. Right hand of what father? I don't know, man. The higher power, whatever that means. And Mordecai looking out over this crowd, seemingly blessing the fans here in Las Vegas. Now, another Sunday when he debuted at Judgment Day, I quoted him with that, that saying, hear me, fear me. I mean, that, that's, that says it all, man. Mordecai claiming that he's been chosen to tear the veil off and look the sinners straight in the eye. And well, yeah. as Mordecai, he's heading to the ring, you think perhaps he can use Akio and Billy Kidman as sinners. Well, he said sin eats away at the soul of society like a ravenous cancer. That's nuts, man. Yeah, what, what did you make to Big Mods? Smashing fuck out at cruisers. Well, did you notice Taz said on commentary, Mords is right under the father. And then goes on to say, must be some kind of higher, higher power. Vince. Right. For, that's foreshadowing for a new stable, isn't it? Gangrel's, Gangrel's going to come back. Gangrel's going to be the higher... Mord- <gasps> Mordecai's higher power is Gangrel. And that's why he becomes a vampire. <laughs> um, did you like that JBL were threatening a doctor? And not ba, ba, da, ba, an actual doctor. No, miss, miss. When we went back, when when we go backstage and JBL's having his blood blood pressure taken, I noticed that he's got bigger tits than Tory. Yeah, he's quite the chubby bubby, isn't he? Oh, that JBL. Especially yeah, the, 2004 more more so. Yeah, the J the B in JBL stands for fat bastard. <laughs> Michael, up next, US title: John Cena versus Rene Dupree. Um, Ray Fifi. Uh, well, I was just going to ask you, Michael, Fifi, watch. What did you make to the Fifi? Quite a fluffy Fifi. I'll give it a five maven, but really with cute mavens. <laughs> five mavens. Five mavens. Maven could do a bit of Fifi. <laughs> I liked the sign of the night for me. Some guy with a five moves of doom sign in the front row. We said last time it started. It, with, it has started. With I didn't see the sign. How, where was it? Um, it right, uh, hard camera right inside, top corner. It could have been left-hand side. I don't know, man. Ages ago since I watched that. Yo-Yo, uh, no. No rap before the contest. Yeah. What the fuck? Well, we got a rap last night. That's, and? <laughs> I'm getting angry. <laughs> um, Rene Dupree, Michael. Rene Dupree goes low and beats the count uh, back in at 14 minutes. Um, interesting sort of match. Uh, kind of picked up after the break. It, it it's a weird one. Cena's not going to get beat by... One, two, three. No. But obviously it's gonna be a screw away or he's gonna take a DQ. But my annoyance, and we spoke about this before, where we're having we're gonna have a rubber match, I imagine now, on SmackDown. Yep. 
Yeah. Not on a pay-per-view. We had a match last night, a uh, match last night, a match on Sunday at the pay-per-view, a match on Thursday, at the re- like, and then Dupree gets a win. Uh, so now, if the pay-per-view, the next pay-per-view would have been a SmackDown pay-per-view, brilliant. You build up to a Lumberjack match on the pay-per-view, all well and good. But, but you have a week away. Yeah, that's it. You're having like pay-per-view level matches on TV, but not well, pay-per-view, Vince not pay-per-view seen... quality level matches on TV. Has Vince not got as much faith in Dupree? Nah, Dupree's wank. I know that and you know that. It's just because Dupree is young, he's not bad looking, and he's chiselled. That's all that Vince thinks. That's all that Vince sees. Yeah. Michael, were you impressed that we saw actual footage from the uh, blade job from Judgment Day? Um, we used to see stills. We used to just yeah. see snapshots of the pay-per-views. We saw all, actual, all black and white snapshots. Actual footage. I was very impressed. It was a good change, but it wasn't what you want to see. I don't know. Um, I, I think it, it adds it adds to the storyline, obviously. Um, but yeah, I'd prefer to see what we see next week uh, mm. at the pay-per-view. Because now we've got Renee versus Cena. You know, is it a lumberjack match? It's the next SmackDown. It is yes. Um, and then you've only got, then you've got what? If are we are we saying that he's dead in the water? Then Dupree's done. And then we've now then got like three weeks to build to the next pay per view to give Cena a US title challenger. I Who? just feel like if we could drag the just drag the matches out a little bit, have have, have another cafe do Renee instead of having a match this week. And I've seen her involved. And then they don't they have interaction, but they don't fight. They might have a couple of punches, and then that moves on to next week where then they can maybe set up the lumberjack match for the pay-per-view. Then, then would only be or have three weeks. Away. Next week. Yeah. So I have nothing after the pay-per-view. Or maybe just have an interview or a promo or just have an interview with Renee backstage or something like that. There's Keep many ways they could have done it. But anyway, you can't change what's happened. You can just whine, bitch, and moan about it. <laughs> Michael, Cruiserweight title time. Chavo Jr., Chavo Cena, and Spike Dudley. Dude, Dudley, impressive. Spike Dudley been very impressive here. Now what? Look at this. Oh, look at Chavo. Spike Dudley. Oh, oh, this shit. is what did in Jacqueline and Dudley. Oh, 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 Chavo just kicked out. Nice counter by Spike, though. Nice counter. That gory bomb did in Jacqueline at Judgment Day. Almost didn't spike there, but what a great counter by Spike Dudley. Oh, Spike's a great cruiserweight, and Chavo is the greatest because he is the champion, though, my man. Kick to the midsection, here we go. Dudley Dog connects. Dudley Dog connects. Are we going to crown a new champion? Spike could cover him. Uh-oh. Well, there's Classic. Dudley Dog Knocking Chavo Classic down. Chavo fell on the side. Oh, the referee's carry. What the hell? What the hell? Wait, did I? Here is your winner and the new Cruiserweight Champion, Chavo Classic. Chavo Classic doesn't even know it. But Chavo Classic's the Cruiserweight Champion. Ladies and gentlemen, the sky has fallen. I don't believe this. And look at Chavo Guerrero, Classic son. He can't believe it either. We think we've seen it all. It it, it, it was this kid's title. It was Chavo Guerrero's title. But it's not Chavo's title anymore. Classic's the champion. But Classic didn't try to win it. But Chavo, it just happened. He just fell. We have the footage of this day. And look at Chavo Classic. He's celebrating. He's celebrating. And if you're a brand new listener, yep, it's Chavo Cena, as in John Cena. That's not just me having a... Having a mishap. It was originally a mishap many, many moons ago, and it's. I still... thought we were going with Cheech and Chug. All right then. 
Michael, up next. Cruiserweight title time. Cheech, Chong, Spike. No Jacqueline. Jacqueline should have been involved. It should have been a fatal four-way. Um, Charvo yeah, she comes... should have got a rematch. Yeah, <laughs> 100%. Uh, Charvo comes back with a gory bomb, but Spike counters into a sunset flip for a two. Dudley Dog, but he collides with Classic, who falls on top of his son to win the title in just under five minutes for two Mavens. Hilarious pin. The title falls a little bit further down the pecking order. Uh, the match was all right, but yeah, the pin was fucking genius. I told you, took him to the woodshed. <laughs> took him to the woodshed. Uh, so yeah, new cruiserweight champion, Michael. Are you excited for the that new up and comer, Charvo Classic? Yeah, well, especially when you got guys like, like we said earlier, like guys like Billy Good and Akio. Oh, Akio versus Charvo Classic could be a, Jamie Noble versus Charvo Classic, fifty-minute Iron Man match, not sixty-minute because it's Charvo Classic and he'll needs that ten-minute rest period. Um, Michael, up next, Booker T versus Funaki, and this got set up by an interview backstage. Where Booker says, I can fight anyone. Do you know I want to fight? Fanaki goes, oh. And he goes, fucking you. And then he goes to walk off and Fanaki goes, ha, uh, you tell me, uh, you just see that. Uh, ha, ha. Um, something like that, anyway. And up next is Funakamura in jeans going up in against Jaws. Booker T. Let's play the Cena. <laughs> John Funakamura, San. Uh, axe kick finishes in round four minutes. Uh, a bit dull squash. It was never going to be anything else but that. No. Um, but Booker... But why not? So you, Kurt Angle's told you you could have any match you want against anyone tonight. You have a world the title fight. He's not 100%. <laughs> or John Cena's just had a fight for US title. Well, exactly. he's just had a fight. John Cena's just had a match with René Dupree offering him out for US title. And he's just been kicked in the nuts so he's going to be weak. Exactly. Um, Michael, up next... Weak <laughs> John Cena versus Rene Dupree in a lumberjack match for the United States Heavyweight Championship of the World. So the ring, for those that don't know what a lumberjack match is, Michael explained the ring will be surrounded by nothing but jobbers. Well, there's um yeah, it's all jobbers. <laughs> and Kurt and Kurt and, Kurt and, and Billy Gunn and Bob Ollie. Bob yep. Ollie's no Bob Ollie's no jobber. Bob, Bob Ollie made Ray the Royal Rumble. In RVD. Yeah. And the Bashams. Oh. <laughs> the job is. Uh, Michael, are you ready for tonight's main event? JBL. What's that B stand for? Fat bastard. bastard. With the Dudleys versus Eddie Guerrero and Team 420. Um, Eddie's not here yet, though, because he's still selling his fucking injuries. And then Kurt um, Angle inspires Wade Barrett. I'm afraid I've got some bad news. I've got some bad news. Uh, midway through the match, uh, Eddie's music hits and he finally comes down to join the match. Uh, Bradshaw, meanwhile, tries the clothesline from hell, but Ray drop kicks it to counter. He fights off Bubba, Bulldogs, makes the hot tag to Eddie. Eddie goes wild and then Eddie collapses. He's on fire like a house of fire. Oh, look at him. Matino Heat all fired up. There's yeah. the big back body drop. Pop the punch right here.
He starts hitting the rolling verticals on Devon, uh, gives his fucking chest bump, he's oh, lady! Uh, stops, stumbles, passes out, everyone looks a bit concerned. We get the Owen voice, it's all a bit weird. Uh, I imagine Ma commentary. Major Blood Loss, though, would, I know it's like, it's all kayfabe and fake, but Major Blood Loss, 24 hours after, and now he's still wrestling again, probably would do that to you. I do think this partially was quite real. What, you reckon he legit collapsed? Yes. Uh, you could hear. Brian Hebner, go to him, Eddie, it's me, Brian Hebner. The way nah, the I'm not having the it, fast not count. buying it, not buying it. This it's is still it. real to me. I'm <laughs> not buying it. I think it's pure storyline, nothing else. I'm not buying it. I'm going to Google it. Alexa! <laughs> hey, we're in the house, we're isolation. Me and Alexa are best mates these days. Um, so yeah, weird way to end, end the show. Um, very sad and upsetting. Is Eddie now fucking... I don't know, is he dead? No one knows. But what is with SmackDown trying to kill their stars? Kurt Angle nearly died a fortnight ago. Yep. Eddie's nearly died now. Yep. Big Show's fucked off. Take Brock Lesnar's fucked off. Triple H got drafted back. <laughs> and how many Mavens then, Michael, for our main event, JBL and the Dudleys versus Eddie Guerrero and 420? I'd give it a two. And how many Mavens overall for SmackDown? Two. A two? Yeah, I'd probably have to agree. Probably Raw. have to agree. What was better this week? Mate, Raw's been better Maven. for fucking many, many weeks. And this had main event Maven in the main event. My notes literally say, Raw wins this week, Maven. Are you ready then for our next stop towards the barge to bad buds? <laughs> <laughs> As it's time for some more Monday Night Raw. Live in Rockford, Illinois. We're hoping you'd come in at some point there, you know. <laughs> I thought you were serenaded. No, I was hoping you'd come in. <laughs> that battle royal was mine. It should be me. Going to bad blood. It should be me wrestling Chris Benoit for the World Heavyweight Championship. But Shawn Michaels ruined that. And that's why tonight, Eric, I need you to reinstate Shawn Michaels. And then Triple H, you're going to get exactly what you want because I've reinstated Shawn Michaels and I know for a fact He's going to be here tonight. But there is a little bit of a catch. See, the only way Shawn Michaels would return is if I would agree to a match between HBK and Triple H. So I've decided that's going to happen at Bad Blood. But get this, Shawn Michaels... I don't care what Shawn Michaels wants. It doesn't matter. You give Shawn Michaels anything he wants. Shawn Michaels probably won't even make it to bad blood because I guarantee you this, the second Shawn Michaels steps foot in this building tonight, I am going to beat him half to death. And I'm going to drag what's left of him out to that ring and I'm going to finish him off live in front of the world. So, Michael, it is the 24th of May. We are live from Rockford, Illinois. Your host, as always, JR and the King. 
Um, we go straight to the back, and Triple H is talking to Uncle Eric. Um, he's trying to get him to reinstate Shawn Michaels, but he says he already has. Uh, but Michaels wants a match with Hunter at Bad Blood. And Triple H, in a beautiful spot, he rallies the Evolution troops in the only way that he can and demands some unity tonight. And Orton goes, well, I'm fucking off now, so if Shawn Michaels comes and we're not here, kick his ass, yeah? <laughs> so Triple H goes, uh, Batista, Batista uh, 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 you best stay here, pal. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, what did you make then to our opening segment? I thought it was brilliant. Show the intensity from Owen. Like he wants, he wants blood. We, and now he's like, reinstate my best friend. <laughs> so I can kick his ass. But he, should, opening... he should be getting the title match at Bad Blood. He should, well, I don't he, know. He so never got his rematch. He didn't, right, as much as he didn't. But I've about had enough of Triple H and Shawn Michaels fighting over title now. Let's... No, not Michaels, just Triple H. Just triple one on one. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, but does your rematch not count though if you're involved in the match for the world title? I know Michael's he's not got, got his one on one match. Mm, yeah, but Triple H is. Yeah, Triple H will get it back eventually. We all know that. It's just I just want to enjoy it being somebody else and not that somebody being Big Dead Glenn. It's, but that's what we've got, and we just have to accept it. And move on and just accept it and move on. Our opening match of the night: Edge. Versus Ric Flair, what a match! Oh, the, the shame was they only gave him five minutes. It was one point. Yeah, it was too short. One point five mavens, and that's point five for two minutes and one maven for the stars in the match. I want to see twenty minutes of Edge versus Ric Flair. Um, yes. Orton distracts. Orton distracts Edge. Flair gets a roll up for two, but Benjamin runs out, gets rid of Orton, and the spear finishes Flair in just over five minutes. For as I said, that. One and a half mavens. Um, we see Triple H and Big Dave outside Live the outside arena. of performance centre. <laughs> waiting, waiting for uh, HBK. And they boot out one of the security guards. And they want to sit on his seat. And then we go, and this is where I hand over to you, Michael. We go to Vince McMahon, who announces the $250,000 Diva contest. There are certain things in life that one just can't get enough of. Beauty being among them. Which is why tonight I'm proud to announce for the first time ever and for the benefit of all the entire Raw audience, the first ever quarter of a million dollar Raw Diva search. The search is on all over America for the most personable, classy, sexy, and glamorous woman in the United States today. And once we've found that one lucky lady, she will be crowned the new Raw Diva and also be a quarter of a million dollars richer. Who might this raw diva be? Well, she might be the girl next door. She might be one of these beautiful ladies behind me. She might be a Hollywood starlet. And who is to decide who this new raw diva will be? That would be you, the raw audience. Once we have 10 finalists, then you, the raw audience, will vote off one potential Raw Diva each and every week until we finally have our grand prize winner. For more information, I invite you to log on to WWE.com for more on this reality contest. The quarter of a million dollar Raw Diva search is on. I think, yeah. <laughs> not the, not the caliber of women that were a part of the diva search 
No, he said that he said that uh, the winning diva could be someone from here, a current WWE diva, a Hollywood star. And when he said that there's somebody from here, you look around the room and you say, "Absolutely fucking not, you set of fucking losers." No, um, not one here. Do you remember voting? <laughs> the fuck. I might have done. <laughs> um, I remember the I, website. I don't, don't even remember. Did, is it Christy Hemi that wins it? Yeah. Yeah, I remember the winner then. That's all I remember. I think we get Michelle McCool, Candice, Michelle, and a few others. Um, what about Thingy, my Bobby? Maria. Uh, yeah, Maria. I love how you knew I was on about Maria. <laughs> um, yeah, it's. I'm looking forward to the women's ever divas evolution 2004 $250,000 divas evolution because it's all about tits and fannies um meanwhile we now know lita's answer but we still don't know the question uh well, but she's what wearing we, a hood tire what we do know yeah i do i do like when ring rat lita attire like i liked where she, last week she did a throwback to uh, the pink and black attack attire but yeah this is hooker this uh, hooker to be fair no my favorite lita is lita edge lita when she gets like 67 pounds worth of silicon pumped in each boob um, yeah and goes wild with the outfits but that's for a, a little bit further down the line uh, but what we do find out though mike is that matt hardy and lita have got back together and matt's gonna get some lita's gonna get some mattitude but Lita then goes to get stuff and we switch to a cameraman who is standing inside the dressing room where Kane is waiting. Why is that cameraman not shouted to Lita, don't come in here, big dead Glenn's in here? And how did she not see the cameraman when she walked in? Why is the cameraman in my dressing room? Fucking wrestling. <laughs> fucking wrestling. Uh, we also, we go backstage and we see Triple H and Batista. They ambush a helpless Stephen Richards who Poor just guy, happens it... to look like Shawn the Michaels one time... from a distance. The one time, my notes say exactly that. The one time that Stephen Richards is not ready to compete, he's just in his casual street clothes, somebody thinks he's Shawn Michaels. Now, but when is Why rest... SBK would be driving that car? When he's in his wrestling gear, does anybody think, oh look, there goes Shawn Michaels. <laughs> <laughs> just because you've got a super kick and you've got long hair <laughs> don't make you the showstopper um, what I love though with the segment where once they'd realised it was Stephen Richards Triple H still carried on to kick fuck out of him Triple H and uh, Batista still waiting on the arrival of Shawn Michaels Shawn has a TV in his car he might want to turn around when he sees uh oh that's him that's him Uh, Triple H! Grabbing Michaels and they're beating the hell out of him! And he's getting a knock! Wait a minute! Stop it! That's Stevie Richards, I think, King! It is! It's not Shawn Michaels! Go check on Randy and Rick. Why do you think, though, that HBK would be driving that car? Well, He's times a are hard. Remember? No. Can't you remember the storyline he has with JBL in a few years? He's got fuck all, because he spent it all on guns so he can un-fucking crocodile. Up next, the Bellends versus shit and green-haired hurricane. Um, and the Bellends in Smackdown colours. Raw tag team division is just about as bad as SmackDown's is. Um, Hurricane's knee gives way on the Shining Wizard. Uh, Grandier gets the roll-up for the win in four minutes. Moving for, on. 
0.5 of them even. Moving on. The hunter becomes the hunted as he's outside on his Todd. As Looking he sent, down the street. He sent Batista off to go and see if Orton and Flair are okay. And he's on his own and bang, his brother from another mother turns up. He's looking and, right down the street at him. Um, but yeah, are you excited for Triple H and Shawn Michaels again? Because it was fun the first time we reviewed yeah. it back in SummerSlam 02. And then the last man standing was good. But that needed a decisive winner, I feel. And this and think, is that. I think that's the... No, but that's the problem. And that was like... I, don't get me wrong. I love a bit of storyline, continuity, and a bit of longevity. But these two... I don't know. I'm just fucking sick of it. I can't wait for them to get back together. So they're just not fighting no more. Well, this is the last main they fight always, they have. They always find a way of getting back together to these two. That's it. Fight 45,000 times in a lifetime. What must have been your favourite of all time? <laughs> what's, been your... what's been your favourite all time uh, Triple H Shawn Michaels Ooh, uh... European Championship on Raw back in 97 probably SummerSlam yeah, I think SummerSlam 02 I think just everything that surrounded the match Michaels has come back to Triple H being a cunt to the DX reunion to everything around it it was brilliant. And you can find that in our catalogue from about fucking five, five years ago. <laughs> My first uh, episode. Yeah, oh, fucking hell, yeah, because it was, yeah. Bloody hell, such a long, long time ago. Highlight real time, Michael. A Jericho gloats about putting Christian out of action and welcomes Randy Orton to the show. And apparently, Steve Austin has now been added to the list of legends killed by Randy Orton. Where did that happen? Survivor Series. Oh, yeah. T technically killed him. He, he ended his career. Yeah. No, nothing to be seen no more. Even though since then he's been the sheriff, and then that soon fucked off, didn't it? Yeah, as, as uh, soon as he obviously we, beating up his girlfriend. That's the thing we we know about what happened backstage, but they've never really spoke about the reasons to why Austin just fucked off. He's yeah. <laughs> just not there anymore. Um, Jericho he questions Orton's testicular fortitude, and that earns him a slap. And the brawl is on, which of course leads to Batista joining the fight. Benjamin saving, which I feel the tag match is on the way, player, player. In fact, up next, Jericho, Bischoff. Benjamin versus Orton and Batista. Um, the finish comes when Orton dumps Jericho, goes for a suplex, but Benjamin rolls him up for a two. Power slam gets a two, but then Jericho dumps Batista. Benjamin power slams Orton for the victory. In around 16, 15, 16 minutes, solid match. Decent two and a half match. mavens. Two and, and half I like mavens. Uh, Bischoff coming out before the match, pissed off that he's not He's losing control of his show. Oh, of course he is. You've like he, he suspended Shawn Michaels because he was sick of Shawn Michaels interfering. Now he's reinstating Shawn Michaels under one condition that Shawn Michaels gets the match of his choosing with Triple H. Which so is, he's he's just got no control over anybody at the minute. It's like Vince in ninety five ninety six with the click. He's got no control of Trish not being wooden on commentary. <laughs> oh dear, dear, dear. Um so yeah. King Trish is on commentary. Jericho goes after Trish at the end. Um, like an idiot. It, it, it's like, have, have, have you not watched wrestling? Don't get, go, don't get goaded in. Uh, and he gets put through the table by Tyson Tonko. How did Shelton not pass Tonko? He wasn't uh, that far ahead of Jericho. Not involved in his... You probably walked past him. Who the fuck are you? Um, so Tonko comes out. He puts Jericho through the announcer's table. And our commentators have to carry on the show just sitting at chairs with a camera at the floor. Just chilling. Which, which I was, it was quite a good visual the first time I saw it. It made me chuckle. Um, Kane, we get a promo. He tells us that uh, Chris Benoit, I want your world title. And he always gets that what was, he wants. That was it. 
That was basically, it was short and simple and sweet, but in a way it was sour because he's got his own shit going on trying to be a rapist. But he says means, he always gets what he wants. And ben was, what's Benoit doing? Nothing. Exactly. Nothing. Do you know what I mean? He's, but this is, it's a weird main event because Kane's doing his shit with Lita and Matt Hardy. Benoit's the tag champ with Edge. But yet we see Benoit wrestle a little bit later. Who? Without Edge. Kane had a pay-per-view match with at Backlash. And it's got nothing to do with fucking Kane. It's just, it's very strange, very strange time to be on Monday Night Raw. Uh, especially how Monday Night Raw for the last like four or five weeks have delivered solid, solid episodes. Through. Like Smackdown's been all over the fucking show. Oh, but Raw's been solid. And Smackdown's this, been more up and down than... We're slipping. This episode is slipping. It's been um, more up and down than Dormarie's pants. God bless you, Al. Rest in peace. Um, Michaels, he secures his match at Bad Blood. And he goes, I don't just want any match. I want my match on my terms. And then Triple H attacks him again. And that leads us, Michael, to our next match. Victoria versus Molly Holly. Non-title. But Michael, Victoria, she's now lost the tattoo theme. And generic shitty dance music with dance fucking moves. What? What? Eh? What is this? I don't know. What am I watching? <laughs> I, I don't know. This is, this is scarier than the psycho gimmick. What are they? I think this is the thing. Is it a psycho dancing gimmick? Or is it proper just face foolish? It's like Dancing Lance. It is. It's with vibing, it. vibing Victoria. Michael, wig watch. Someone's had the killing tongs out. It stayed on throughout the match. I'll have to give it an 8 out of 10. If it had more of a clear chin strap, it'd been probably a... See, this is, where, this is where we differ because I focus on the Herald piece. You're all about them chin straps. A chin strap makes a good wig. It seems. Function, functionability. Yeah, that's it's all about. It's all about substance of a style. Um, Widow's Peak that gets the victory in about four minutes. Gail Kim then comes in for the beatdown until Victoria fights them off. Uh, very dull. What division match? Uh, the division, music. What, what you'd expect. And then it just kills the vibe because <laughs> she's vibing Victoria. He just kills uh, the. You can't. She don't, it doesn't make her strong. The same stuff with Dancing Lance. Yeah. It just doesn't work. It doesn't work. A dancing gimmick only works with a certain person, and usually that person has to be fat. Yeah. It doesn't... Yeah. <laughs> or Alex Wright from WCW way, way back when. Das Wunderkid. Or Brock. Oh, oh, fucking that <laughs> douchebag. I'm glad that we didn't fucking speak about that dickhead in our little WrestleMania recap, because what a knobhead. Titus O'Neil was a better... He's now a champion. Oh, Titus O'Neil's reaction to John Cena and Bray was brilliant. Um, what was that? <laughs> what? Eh? Uh, we go backstage. Uncle Eric is telling Johnny Nitro to assemble all the jobbers and losers <laughs> as they have to prevent Hunter and Shawn Michaels from scrapping each other. Um, I didn't like, though, how Benoit and Edge were included with all the jobbers yeah, and losers. Yeah, they And fucking A-Train! And Chuck... We've not seen A-Train for fucking ages. I told you I told you at the draft he ended up on Raw. You did. You did tell just, me that. They, I never knew that he don't fucking fate. He just appears with all the other jobbers and losers. Is that and then heat? we Yeah uh, No, I've not seen him on Heat for a while. 
I've not seen him in Velocity for a while when he was on SmackDown neither, in all honesty. And we're still backstage with Regal and Eugene as they're prepping for their tag match, but Johnny Nitro informs them that Regal isn't clear to wrestle tonight. So Eugene has to either find a tag partner in about three minutes or he has to go alone. Um, Michael, sign of the night. Coach is a popcorn fart. I saw that as well. <laughs> it only took a week for that sign to get on TV. Yeah, 100%. It's brilliant. I'm surprised there wasn't a, a screw you coach sign that appeared after The Rock was trying to put it over. Yeah, uh, um, but... Uh, I don't think it's fair on Gareth on Jobbers and Kid. Jobbers and Kid is the wrestler on the team. He, not, he comes out not to his own music, but his partner's no, music. Come out to who's CC's. an announcer? Big CC. No, Big CC is not just an announcer. He's he's play by play. He's colour. He's an interviewer. <laughs> he's backstage analyst. Wrestler. News. A fucking Fox Sport news correspondent. Big CC up in this biatch going up against Eugene and Eugene's tag team partner. Michael, while we're here, did you watch the Vice Chris Benoit stick? I did, yes. It, it was uh, a real tearjerker because he spoke about the Eddie stuff, how David was just left with nothing. It's, it's, isn't it weird with David? The where... fact that they didn't do anything for him. No, the poor, the poor lad. I, 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 it's a weird one because obviously you're seeing it you're not seeing David uh, before the interview was set up. You're seeing, you're seeing him midway through where his emotions are, are raw, passion. You're seeing tears. You're seeing everything. Uh, but I firmly believe from the words that come out of his mouth that that's how he deals with life every single day and has done since his dad got taken. Well, dad take, got taken. His dad taken him, took himself um, and his brother. 16 years ago, 15, 16 years ago, whatever it was. Um, oh, no, it wasn't. That was it. It'd be less. 13 years ago. Yeah, 13 years ago. Um, but yeah, it was, it was a hard watch, but yeah, it's, I, I love how through all this, that from David, David Benoit's, I nearly call him David Flair then, David Benoit's point of view where he can still see that his father, what he did inside the ring needs to be remembered, but it can't be remembered because of how, what he did. But I don't believe that Benoit, David Benoit truly believes that his dad did what his dad did. No, there's just a few conspiracy theories out there. Oh, oh there's hundred fucking Kevin Sullivan killed him. Uh, somebody, there's the, the the mafia. I've read loads over the years. Carol um, fucking Baskin. I still think that David Benoit needs to kind of, he needs to accept a little bit that his dad did kill his brother, his dad did kill his stepmom, and his dad did kill himself. Hmm. And it wasn't the CTE and none of that. Because I'm sorry, there's the hundreds of thousands of people that have got Alzheimer's and have got all sorts of shit, brain injuries, 
it doesn't drive your brain to start doing the stuff that he did over a two-day period. No. Not having it. No, I've, I've always said that. Always said that. I'd, I've, I, it's one of the things I think he did what he did because he, it could have been roid rage. It could have been everything, but it's over the two-day period. And yeah, it's, the documentary was dark. It was deep. It was very insightful as well. There were a lot mm. of things that I learned about the whole situation and the, the weekend that I'd not known before. Um, but yeah, I think for me, Vice, again, knocked it out of the park. Season one was brilliant. Uh, and so far, season two of... Uh, I watched the new Jack one yesterday. Dark Side. I've not watched it yet. I've not watched it. Is it, is it worth a watch? It's all right, yeah. Did they mention anything about when New Jack and Terry Runnels had their thing? That's the only thing that I think did make it. Can you, can you remember when he went wild and started posting all them pictures? No. Oh, can you not? Oh, it was mental, mate. Um... No, Jack and Terry, they were going out together and they were just having these drug fuel binges and that. And oh, they used to uh, used to take pictures of her and like after she, after it was either after matches or or like just for their own little kinky pleasure where she'd blade and that. And he'd take loads of like pictures of her in sexual like sexual sexual p- pictures, uh, very produ- provocative pictures. But she'd be blading, and he released Uh-oh. them all. He fell he fell out with her and he released them all on internet. It was fucking wild. I don't know if they were sexy pictures. Like they might have just been her bleeding and stuff like that. But he released them all, and it, it, she, it, was, it was years ago. And they were, it weren't. St- it was in the Facebook era, um, but they were. Oh, they were ripping shreds out of each other on Facebook and just posting all sorts of stuff. I think No Jack might have threatened a red gun or something like that. <laughs> anyway, Michael, uh, Roland Germans from Benoit sets up flying headbutt, but Benoit lets Eugene hit his own version for the yeah. coach to. Uh, for the victory in uh, Free Mavens. And I am telling you now, they are going balls to the wall trying to give Eugene every star rub possible. And oh, yeah, he's going to beat Rumble. Personally, I fucking love it. Eugene to win the Rumble. I'd be down. I'd be down. And Elimination Shaver. They could easily get six months out of this with Eugene. Easily, because we're not even started yet. And all we're already in the space of two weeks, well, three weeks, really, you've had uh, Regal kind of wanting to give him the rub. Because Regal was yep. so dead against, even though he did still pull his leg, he didn't proper trip him up and he was so, you know, his heart weren't firmly in it, was it? So you've had Regal trying to rub him. Uh, Rock's giving him a massive rub. Benoit's now giving him a huge rub. Wow. Wow. It, wow. He's going to get a rub from Angle in the future. Eugene, they've, I think time is now to put the... The problem is, if the IC belt wasn't on Orton, yeah. And if it was on Booker T, Shelton, uh, Christian, Christian, yeah, you could imagine Eugene going over. But we don't destroy Randy Orton by having Eugene go over. No way, Jose. It's a shame that he's not on SmackDown with the US belt. To be fair, it's like Dupree could take it off Cena, and Eugene takes it off Dupree. That'd work. Yeah, Eugene and Cena would be but quite Eugene fun together. Does seem more of a raw character because he wears red. He wears blue pants. He wears red trim on his white jacket. If he has going blue with, knee pants. Because no, because he's he's all he's oh, his ring attires old WWF ring ropes. <sighs> oh my god, that's in it, in it. <laughs> oh wow, Michael, main event time interview. Shawn Michaels calls out Triple H, but it turns into an evolution attack until Benoit and Edge make the save. Uh, it leads into a one-on-one brawl before all the jobbers and losers come out, including A-Train. They Illegal. keep everybody apart. Um, Bischoff comes out and announces that bad blood, it'll be hell in a cell. There's one more. 
Cage versus John Michaels, Hell in a Cell. Oh, oh my God. Oh my God, that's what Michaels wanted. Hell in a Cell. That's what John Michaels again. That was part of the deal. Michaels demanded Hell in a Cell. Michaels in the game and bad blood. When they're not through here yet. We get Hell in a Cell used properly. Used what not just to end weird. a end of blood feud, but a bad blood feud. What a weird episode of Raw. Um, pushing Eugene hard, um, but not much build around, like I said, about around your world title match. You have got plenty coming of out for and... Alan and HBK. Oh, because it's Alan and HBK. Of but you've got your, your world title where we're just pushing for the last two months. Benoit is he's, he's the new guy now. He's massive mania victory, massive victory at Backlash. Um, and now it's he's fighting Kane, but Kane's got his own shit going on. Benoit's just helped Eugene. Uh, the only promo we've had for the main event of the next pay-per-view is Kane coming out for 30 seconds saying, I want, I want your belt and I get what I want. Um, how many Mavens for the A for Benoit and Eugene versus Coach? Um, Three. And how many Mavens for the main event interview and the scrap and the bad blood announcement of Hell in the Cell? Well, I find it funny that Regal was allowed to wrestle, but he's allowed to be involved in a pull-apart. Because wrestling, Michael. Stop trying to explain the unexplainable. <laughs> no, is that maybe because like, he can take a punch... But he won't yeah. be able to take a suplex. Maybe. Do you know what I mean? Like he can Edge, take a switch of but, music. But. Like Edge back in the day. Edge could have probably taken like a switch of music, like you said. But he won't be able to have taken a tombstone. Where now it's a whole different ballgame, isn't it? Yeah. So then, Michael. So that's two episodes down then of the barging towards bad blood. Um, apart from Triple H and Shawn Michaels, because 99% of Raw has been promoting that. What else so far... Have Raw done to get you excited for about our next pay-per-view? Uh, so, I'm going to predict we're going to get Orton Shelton. Yeah. Possibly Edge Flair or Edge Batista. Edge Flair in a 20-minute classic could be brilliant. But it's probably going to be Batista because you got to let you guys get a shot. <laughs> See, I'd, I'd take Batista versus Benoit. But is Batista, because we don't seem to be seeing Batista not wrestle that, that much at the minute, so is he still not ready? He's not because ready for semi main I think this is the problem with a guy who joined WWE I'm assuming very, this very is going to the World Title's the semi-main event. I'm assuming Michaels and Allen's going on last. Of course it is. Because We're going to get 45 minutes out of that sexy bastard. Because it's Allen's and it Michaels. It should be. It should be amazing. Like, it's been a long time since I've last watched the match. I'm, it may have been one of them that I only ever watched back live when it happened, or yeah. maybe like a day later or something like that. I don't think I've gone away and gone and watched I've it. Not watched it since... I've it not watched it since... I've not watched a pay-per-view since. Very good, very good to see. Michael, are you ready to wrap up the show with the last episode of SmackDown in this little two-week... Uh, As the general manager of SmackDown, I'm faced with difficult decisions each and every day. I'm responsible for the safety and well-being of each and every one of the SmackDown stars. And after what happened to Eddie Guerrero last week, I was forced to make a hard decision. I've decided that Eddie Guerrero will be here tonight. And Eddie Guerrero will be in action right here tonight. 
Eddie, as the WWE Champion, you've got a responsibility to me and your fans. But as your boss, I have a responsibility to you as well. So I've arranged for EMTs to be present for your entire match. That way, Eddie, when you collapse, I mean, if you collapse, you could be taken to the hospital again. Uh, May 27, 2004, we are not live from the Bradley Center in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and always your commentators, Michael Colin, the Taz machine. We open up with a recap of Eddie's collapse last week and Kurt's in the back and says Eddie is allowed to wrestle tonight but EMTs will be on standby waiting for him to pass out again. He's just saying it's the well-being of his wrestlers is his responsibility but not if it's Eddie. <laughs> not if it's Eddie. Yeah, but paramedics are there just in case. And our opening match, I feel like I've said this for the last five Smackdowns. We said uh, it at Judgment Day. Our opening match, Rob Van Dam and Rey Mysterio versus the Dudley Boys. RVD in his invasion gear. Why hasn't SmackDown got a roster anymore? Because... <laughs> Where's it all gone? Where's, I want to see, Billy Gunn, Jamie Noble, Bob Holly. Where are these sort of people? Uh, it, they're I, I, they're the Lumberjacks. Oh, yes, of course. The jumping jacks. Of course, the jumping jack match. Michael Cole says that this has become somewhat of a classic rivalry. Yeah. Yeah, Michael. That classic, classic rivalry. Classic for all the wrong reasons. This match was same old, same old. Um, the finish, we get a rolling thunder, springboard, lead drop combination. That got a two. Uh, Bubba has to make the save. Uh, there's a 619 to Devon, but Heyman jumps the barricade, breaks up the West Coast pop. Bubba drops Ray onto the announcer's table and Devon steals the pin. Nearly 20 minute match to kick off SmackDown. Just a shame it was these four fuckers. And Nick Patrick. Give me heel Rob Van Dam versus Ray Mysterio. Yes. Just give me a, give me we heel a give feel. me heel Ray Mysterio. Give me something else apart from heel Dudleys. I'm loving heel Dudleys under Heyman on this mission to bring back the old I want the old Dudley. Then you happy but, to win a match? That's it. Uh, I'm just sick of seeing them, these fa these four fight. I want to do this. If they, if they had another any other tag teams, even give them some bullshit like let them batter Akio and fucking Jamie Noble or something. Like ball bastards. Just Exactly, just anything apart from these four. Um, so the Dudleys all happy leave with Paul Heyman. Um, and we go backstage and we see uh, the Dudleys celebrating. But Heyman's not too happy and he slaps Devon and tries to do the same to Bubba, but gets his arm grabbed. And he says, why are you happy just winning a match? Why are you happy just beating Eddie Guerrero? Yet didn't get you a title shot or a pay-per-view main event. How much money did you get in the main event? And it, that is what any manager should be doing to his fucking talent. Could light a fire underwater. <laughs> Absolutely, uh, but that's that's exactly what you need. Um, the Dudleys they do need this fire up their ass. Um, but the unfortunate thing is, there's nobody for them to fight against apart from four twenty. Well, we'll get to that a little bit later on. <laughs> Michael Cole he brings out the number one contender for the Great American Bash, John Fat Bastard Layfield, Texas uh, Trump himself. We look back at the chair shot of Judgment Day and Eddie collapsing later in the week so JBL could pin him. Uh, Michael Cole mentions that some people don't think that was very manly of JBL so we get a big, tough, fucking manly 
Jay bullying. He gets his dick out, rubs it up fucking Michael Cole, and he fucks off back to commentary. And then we hear the same JBL speech that we've heard time and time and time and time and time and time and time again. Do you know my issue, Michael? Right. My issue is that I've mentioned this before where it's very much a million dollar man ripoff. Where I'm rich, you're not. But do you know when Million Dollar Man did it? He said something. I was interested. He's JBL. He's just going on and on and on. He chats a lot of shit but says fuck all. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, So yeah, Michael, are you excited? Great American Bash. Eddie and JBL one more time. So you'd think this is going to be a first blood match, right? Oh, I'd take that. That'd be the logical booking choice. Yeah, kind of. Will that fucking gash Eel in six weeks? It's... That adds to the story. Yeah, it was that, like, it reminds me of the first blood... uh, Fully loaded 99, I want to say. If Steve Austin lost uh, to the Undertaker, Vincent loses his job. Or if, no, if, no, that was it. If Austin won, Vincent loses his job. But Austin was already bladed from like earlier in the night when Undertaker had attacked him. Yeah, Austin attacked Taker later. Yeah, so they were both bleeding coming into the match. So they could have done something like that with JBL and Eddie. Yeah, that would be the logical booking choice. <laughs> it's wrestling. There's nothing logical about it. Um, yeah, I'm just, I'm not excited. Is it, do we get, is it a Texas bull rope match? That's what we get, isn't it? Yeah. But uh, so essentially a strap match. Essentially a strap match. With a very large piece of rope getting put around. And some them. point counters. Yeah. Um, Michael, we see an advert for tonight's uh, Lumberjack match. The first Lumberjack match on SmackDown in four years. Yes. When was the, la- when was the last one? It was 2000. It was Rock vs. Jericho. It was because we didn't know that till about an hour before we started recording. <laughs> Straight to the internet we went. <laughs> um, up next, Spooker T versus Jobby 2 Jobby. Um, I love how Scotty is the guy they're using to lose to everybody. But did you notice he got just as much offense against Booker as he did boards? Yeah. So well, are Booker... they pushing Scotty here? Or is that what it is? Is it the underdog story? It, it sounds like it may be. This is one to keep an eye on. One to keep an eye on, ruthless fans. Scotty um, Too Hotty is going to become your US champion within well, a year. Not this time because Booker T wins with the axe kick in a couple of minutes. And then post-match, uh, Booker T says he wants another shot at the Undertaker next week. The lights go out. They come back on blue, followed by lightning hitting the post. And Booker goes, all right, so you're a little scary. <laughs> Fucking yes. Where'd your bag of dirt? And he said, next week, he will shock the world because I am none other than the <laughs> Shark Master. It ain't gonna be nothing like Judgment Day. It's gonna be a whole lot different. See, because I'm not afraid of the Undertaker. I'm not scared of all your little power. You see? Next week. Uh-oh. Oh, no. Uh-oh. What the hell's going on? Oh, man. You know what that dog needs? And the lights. And the smoke. I'll tell you, this is What the hell's going on? Close. <laughs> Close. Did you feel the heat? Yeah, I yeah. think my hair stood on end. All right. 
So you are a little scary. But I tell you what, next week, it's going to take a whole lot more than lightning and a bunch of noise to beat me because next week, I'm going to beat The Undertaker. Next week, I'm going to shock the world. Now can you dig that, sucker? Mordecai promises to make sinners pay for their sins and his crusade has just begun. So it was his first sinner, Scotty? Yep. And his next one was Akio and, and Kidman's. Who's next? So, who's next? Fucking Goldberg. Goldberg. <laughs> Up next. Big Bill versus Big Boats. Wow. The the word big on a pole. Um, up next, Danny Basham versus Eddie Guerrero. Non-title with EMTs on standby. And Eddie is pissed off that they're there. Well, he breaks the stretcher, sends them away. He don't fucking need him. Uh, the Bashams, they get cleared out. Angle says he's now legally responsible for everyone here. Um, Eddie, though, he was just—he says he was just going to fake another injury and sue SmackDown. So until he signs a release saying Angle and SmackDown aren't at fault, he can't fight. Danny tries a cheap shot and gets beaten up anyway. And we don't get a match, which... Why not just make him sign the release forms there and then? Yeah, and then have the match. Michael, up next. In a weird turn of events, lovers, partners... Four ways, a lot of things, a lot of these words have been used to describe the relationship between Jamie Noble and Tony Wilson. This the time, romance. this time their opponents as Tony this is Wilson, just a roller coaster romance. And Spike Dudley go up against Jamie Noble and Dawn Marie. And why is Jamie looking so jobberific? Well, see, I disagree. I think Jamie Noble's on the way. Right, so last time we saw Noble, it was in long blue fucking like Christian pants, yeah, mm. with a bit of bum padding. Now he's in like rock '98, '97 nation pants with the rock big purple font on his pants. I'm uh, I'm liking Jamie Noble. I think we're on the way to this. Is could be main event Noble. Oh, I never could thought be, of it like that. I thought it could be gave him generic black pants. No, see, I As don't think they're to... generic. See, if they were generic, they wouldn't have his name on the back. Do you like the imperfection of perfection? Yeah. He's got his name on the back. He's going places. Whereas places. Jobison Cade Dunn. Um, I, I, it surprised me that we didn't get no uh, mention of Tori sleeping with both of her opponents. But they get happened a year ago, don't matter. Ah, didn't matter, did it? Fucking hell. I forget about that. Uh, and next, <laughs> next fact. But they do acknowledge Al. Because everybody should acknowledge Al, rest in peace, forever in our heart. Leave the memories alone. An X Factor Michael gives Dawn two, and she laps on a chin lock. But Tori's jawbreaker allows the hot tag to spike, and a top rope bulldog gets the two onto Jamie. Everything breaks down. Jamie goes after Tori because he's, he's still back. Wants a piece of the hiney again. He's still got uh, the dildo in the bank briefcase. That allows Spike to hit the Dudley Dog onto Jamie, uh, dropping her onto Dawn for the pin. Um, yeah, weird SmackDown. Just can you remember like a year ago when Raw had like Bubba Ray and Trish versus Stephen Richards and fucking Molly Holly. Oh no, it, no, it'd be like Chris Nowinski and Molly Holly. Yeah, SmackDown. This is this is exactly or, what this is. Remember Rebellion two thousand two. I Tony do. And Dawn 
I do. John yeah. Cena, Cena and fucking... <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's just... It's weird. Michael, Kenzo Suzuki is still coming. Speaking of still coming. Rico and Charlie Haas, they previewed Jackie Gadia's bikini for next week's summer breakout bikini contest. So we only see a little bit of it. Um, Charlie almost fucking comes in his pants. But Rico criticises the just do what everyone else from your title would do at that time. Just staring. Just place it. <laughs> just staring and place the title exactly where it should be. Um, I love the camera shot. So there's Kevin done at his finest. So we're looking at... Right between the thighs. Right between the legs. It was brilliant. We're looking at the reactions of Rico and Charlie. Um, and then he, he, she goes to get the other one. The other one. Uh, and then Rico takes his opportunity to show Charlie has his underwear. And then Charlie has sent him to go and wear his other one. Uh, and then Charlie has stops and ponders, what the fuck am I doing? Do you reckon Hoss took Kurt's advice, don't take yourself too seriously? Absolutely, 100%. Like, but proper took it. 1000%. Probably took it too serious. Took it a little bit too serious. Um, we see John Cena. He goes in to see Kurt Angle, who isn't happy about uh, a meeting that Cena had with the board of directors. Um, basically, be all and end all is that the military are going to get to see the Great American Bash for free. And it was Cena's idea, and Angle's pissed that it wasn't his idea first. Absolutely great. Um, hustle out and respect. Military Cena is on his way, isn't he? It's he is. coming. This the is the well, first. Didn't even like film the Marine around this time? Uh, I'd, I'd, I'd presume so, yeah. That'd make about that makes sense. Yeah, I'd presume well, so. It was just before. I'm sure it was. Well, what we are now, Marine seventy five and it's twenty twenty. So yeah, it'd make it make about sense. Um Chavo Guerrero. Uh, he goes into Chavo Classic's office but gets yelled at for not knocking. Uh Chavo wants Junior to introduce him. As up next, cruiserweight title time, it is Chavo Classic, otherwise known as Chavo Cena, going up against Akio. Otherwise known as with the um, champions entrance, absolutely theme music and everything. Uh, Akio is challenging, and uh, Junior has to introduce his dad, who comes out in an old school robe. He says the cruiserweight division is going old school tonight. It was a lovely little robe, and I love during uh, during Akio's entrance. Um, we see Mordecai destroying from last week, and He's then still we see selling. Akio still selling. It's brilliant. brilliant. Um, his neck though is too damaged to follow up uh, after trying to deliver a, a, a suplex uh, but he finally starts to recover enough to deliver a corkscrew moonsault which is just a thing of beauty from Akio it is but he can't be beaten up that much if he can go up there and deliver one of them no that is just uh, suspending the disbelief too much <laughs> it's, the not... Rob ba it's Rob Van Dam syndrome you're not a superhero I'll sell an injury for half an hour and then I'll uh, whoop, forget about it and here's my finish. Uh, Junior, though, he grabs the ref, allowing Classic to kick out after a delayed two. Classic sends a Keo outside. The ref distracted. Chavo hits a Tornado DDT on the floor. Back in. Classic gets the victory in his first title defence. He's 1-0 as the champion. So... What did you make? How many Mavens and what were your thoughts on Chavo, Classic and Akio? So the fact that we've had three title changes in the last month yep and only one of those losses has resulted in a rematch rematches can I not remember like last year when Vince Steph Triple H Shane that was 2019 <laughs> this is 2004 rematches don't matter anymore it's up to the fans to decide who fights who 
Yeah. So we don't want <laughs> we don't want rematches. Uh, we go backstage, Michael, and we see the Dudleys kidnapping somebody named Paul, and they slam him into the trunk of his car. We can't see who it is until we see an urn, and Michael calls, stating the ultimate obvious: "Well, it's oh. got to be Paul Bearer. It's got to be Paul Bearer. No, it might be Triple H. It Paul might London. be. It could be Paul London. It could be Paul White. No, too small feet." <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this is breaking news in the parking lot. Throw him in the truck. Get him in. Get him in. Yeah. Newsworthy. How? Oh, get his footy. Get his footy. Last ride, Paul. Oh, Come on. No. Let's go. I told you, Paul. I told you. Where it comes. It's a dead man. It's a dead man. Done deal. Paul Heyman is in the trunk of that car. This is not good. And the Dudley boys are taking off with Heyman. Where the hell are they taking him? No idea. Who knows what they... Wait a minute. What the hell is that? That's the urn. Is that, a, is that an urn? Who the hell is it? Heyman? What the? It, Paul, it must, it must be Paul Bearer in the truck of that car. They kidnapped Paul Bearer? The Dudleys kidnapped Paul Bearer? What the hell? Up next, main event time. US title, John Cena, Rene Dupree. Lumberjack Jobber Mania. With a lifeguard. Did you enjoy how the Jobbers and the... Uh, I want to say the Jobber. I, I was going to say the Faces in the Hills, but I'll say the Jobbers and the Losers. Uh, were split up around the ring in like... You had the Jobbers and the Jobbers on one side and the Losers on the Losers. Instead of like the Jobbers and the Losers kind of just burying around one corner. And yeah. The, and the Faces around so the other your, corner. You had your Stars, your Jobbers for the Faces, then opposite... Obviously yeah, then you're stars and your jobbers. Or your, jo- your jobbers and your losers. Uh, John Cena, he gets sent out, and this time, Booker T, he gets some shots in to give so, Renee a two. This is just building for Booker Cena, I'm guessing. I'm hoping so. I'm hoping so. The, after the match, the cameras just panned on Booker. I think the thing is, where Cena's got to now make that step up, fight somebody else that's not a jobber like Dupree. And Booker... One of the best, if not, if not, probably top five that they've got on SmackDown at the minute. So if Cena oh, can definitely. have a good, if Cena can have a good program with Booker, then that puts Cena back up on another step, and his next step then is going after the world title. So I think I'm all down for that. Um, I worry about where it goes from Renee here because there's not many people left that can just, oh look, I'm French, I don't like French people without it getting boring and stale. Bob Ollie. Oh, it comes out. Proper redneck hillbilly Bob Ollie. You dirt giant worse than JBL. Proper NASCAR. <laughs> comes out with a gun and everything. <laughs> um, Spinebuster sets up the French tickler, but Cena back drops out of a powerbomb. Right hands have Dupree in trouble, but Booker screams and the FU retains for Cena in just short 20 minutes. Uh, quite a long match to end SmackDown. Uh, this ends the feud now for me. Um, it should do. Hopefully now going forward, American Bash, like you said, Booker Cena. Um, and then SmackDown goes off the air. Cena gets the Bret Hart treatment, WrestleMania 10. As Michael calls hyping next week, a rare Undertaker appearance as SmackDown goes off the air. And now what? Dupree in control. Oh, we've seen this before. Goes for, it looks like he's going for a power bomb. bomb. But John Cena counter. Big back body oh, drop. John Cena. Here we go. Oh, 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 down right here. John Cena. Packed it in. Wearing him out. John Cena wearing out. Seriously.
series of punches in the head of Dupree. The champion back to his feet. Now the champion on the attack. Rene Dupree backed up into the corner. Here comes the champion with the right hand. Perhaps Dupree's window of opportunity has closed as the champion pounds away on the challenger. Dupree's on the ropes literally here. John Cena has complete control. Cole whipped into the corner. Here we go. Body drop. The doctor's on the roll. Cena is all fired up. Rene Dupree, oh, look at that. Nice body shot by the French phenom there. Rene Dupree, the challenger. Counter, counter. Cena from behind. Look at this. That's you. He may have him. Yeah. 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 Here's the ball. Two. about it and so Booker. John Cena remains the United States Champion. John Cena has booked the establishment here tonight. Well, how he did it, Cole, but John Cena did it. Thank you for joining us on SmackDown. We'll see you next week in Toronto with a rare TV appearance by The Undertaker as he goes one-on-one -on -one with Booker T. Michael, what's your mavens? What's your overall thoughts? Uh, so Raw wins so far because it's had a Maven appearance. Well, he is main event. How many main events, Mavens, for the main event of SmackDown? I'll give it a three and a half. Three and a half? I'd say decent, I'd decent I match. You, you're being too kind. I get a, a steady three. A steady middle at road three. Well, okay, a bit, I'll, I'll come bit down. above middle at road. <laughs> I'll, I'll take half a point off because he didn't half have Maven. Can you add a visual lumberjack? So, uh, Michael, are SmackDown doing their job then? Getting you excited for Great American Bash, even though it's many, many, many weeks away yet? Well, with the proposed first blood match, it should be interesting. <laughs> first blood. <laughs> it's going to lie. If it was first blood, like, JB will come out with plasters on his head. Ed, 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 Eddie Girl's got, had, got the biggest gash. He's got the biggest gash. This first bloodlap match could be quicker than a Goldberg Brock Lesnar squash. Um, but Michael, that's been part one then of the barge to bad blood and the fallout from Judgment Day. Um, I think before we finish, well, I, we said in the last episode, it's still a weird and fucking awkward and horrible time. Uh, yeah. Every single person that listens to us, talks to us, watches the stuff we put on social media, interacts with the questions. We love every single one of you. We hope you all stay safe and we hope every single one of you is here with us when we all get to hug each other again, kiss each other again, in recall sense, bum each other again. Um, and yeah, just like, I can't wait till we can all go for a beer. We can all go out into the park, even though some of your knobheads are and gear, social distancing is supposed to be a thing. Yeah, stay at home, wash your hands. Michael, tell them where they can find us on social media. So on all forms of social media, it's at our era podcast. That is it. And until next time, probably from brought to you again over Skype, uh, because this looks like it's setting for the summer. Um, I've been Dave. That's been the imperfection of reflection. Uh, big sexy. Peace out, people. Make way for Drew. Ruthless aggression. Hustle, sweat in my blood too. Aggression,